Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I am talking with Greg Lyons, who is the CMO of PepsiCo Beverages North America. Greg, hi and welcome to the show. Hey, Nadine. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. I am also looking forward to this. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. And what better time to do this than just a few days before Super Bowl? So I'm so glad the timing worked out. Yeah, it's great. I got nothing going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know the fact that you could even make time is amazing to me. I'm honored. And also, you have a really special treat for us at the end of this recording. Do you want to share what that is? Yes, I thought that potentially we should bring my daughter on at the end of the recording. It's a snow day today in Richfield, Connecticut, and she's got nothing going on. So I thought she might add a little bit of color to our interview. Well, I'm thrilled. I have never, ever had this scenario before, and I am so excited to talk with your daughter, Molly. And Molly is a junior in high school, correct? That's right. 
So we're going to find out what Molly has to say about dad. This is going to be great. So everyone stay tuned because it's coming. But before we do that, let's jump into Greg, your role at PepsiCo Beverages North America. You know, you've been at Pepsi for a while now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this role and, and why you decided to take on this specific role at PepsiCo? Sure. Uh, right now I'm the CMO of North American Beverages and at PepsiCo. And it's, I've been in that role for about four and a half years. And the, the average lifespan of a CMO, I think, is 2.2 years, 2.3 years. And so I'm probably on a little borrowed time. But uh, yeah, I've been with Pepsi for 22 years and worked in a few different countries across a, di a few different categories. And uh, I never thought coming out of school that I'd be with the same company for 22 years, but uh, I love it here. I'm super happy, and the company's been very, very good to me. I love the people I work with. And my job right now, I guess if I were going to sum it up, it's to make sure that I'm helping accelerate the growth of all of our wonderful brands that we have, that we're helping define the future of where the company is going, and that making sure that the capabilities in our marketing department are fit for the future, as well as the culture in our marketing department is awesome and, and fit for the future as well. Yeah. And, you know, I have been so impressed with all the things that you guys have been doing and, and you've been participating in our collaboration teams. We actually just had Outlook together, you and I, we did a segment yeah. on that last week. Um, and I know we're going to get into some of those things here, but I, I have to mention, I love everything that we've talked about in the team health, productivity and development, because it's been such an interesting work from home mm. uh, shift culturally, emotionally, mentally. And I'm, I'm experiencing that with you right now because I'm staring into your home office and I see a gorgeous Bernie's mountain dog behind you. And I think you have two of them back there. Is that right? Yep. yep. Oh, Excuse the snoring from the background. They're both taking a nap right now. But they <laughs> keep me company in my office for most of the day. That's amazing. Okay, what are their names? Now we have to know more. Well, uh, they were going to be Luke and Leia because I uh, am a big Star Wars fan, as is my son, Jack. Um, but Molly had one of, a good, one of her good friends who's named Leia. And she didn't want to name the dog after one of her friends. <laughs> so we, we changed it to Luke and Ellie, uh, which is close to Leia. Wow, Molly has a lot of power there. I can't wait to talk to her later. So this will be very interesting. But that was a good call, by the way. Uh, I have two pups behind me too. Uh, and one of them is seriously a puppy. He's like 14 weeks old. So if he starts getting anxious, we're going to hear from him as well. But hopefully he'll stay sleeping. Um, all right. Well, cool. Let's, let's come back to your journey because you said 22 years at PepsiCo. Is that right? Yeah. That's, yes. That is a long time. And tenure. Yes. So tenure, everyone thinks it is two and a half years. I thought that for the longest time, but it depends on who you ask. But Spencer Stewart put out the report. Tenure has gone from 44 to 43 months, but this is now eight months old. So I wonder what that tenure is going to look like in the past year because it's been a hell of a ride. I, I know lots of friends who have different jobs right now. Oh, yeah, I do, too. So so you're in this role four and a half years as CMO. And, you know, you've spent your career at PepsiCo. But what made you go down this path? What are some of the standout decisions that you made that got you into the role? 
So I've always known I was going to be in marketing since I was five or six years old. My folks always told me that I was going to do this. So the, again, I've been at Pepsi for 22 years and I had a full life before that. So I'm getting up there in age right now. And when I was five or six years old, it's embarrassing to say that that is before the TV remote control was invented. And so what I would do was sit next to my folks, especially my dad watching TV. And there were only four or five channels back then. And I was his remote control. So he'd pat me on the head and I'd go up and turn the channel when a commercial was coming on. But we'd all stand in this big argument because my favorite thing on the TV was the commercials. I was fascinated by them. I couldn't, um, I, I wanted to know where the brands were coming from. And could we try all of them? And how do you shoot a commercial? And wow, sometimes they're funnier than the actual show that you're watching. And so um, ever since five or six, uh, my folks have said, oh my gosh, you're going to be in marketing and it kind of stuck. And Ever since I graduated from college, I started in marketing consulting, and then I went on to the client side and been at PepsiCo ever since business school. And so I've, I've always had a love for it. And then to answer your question specifically, what were some of the decisions I've made that's helped me get to my job now? Um, I took a, a few risks, maybe. Um, I put my hand up to move internationally, and so I moved to the UK. I've moved from snacks to beverages, which lots of people say there are different cultures in our company in snacks and beverages. And that's um, sometimes a, a risky move, less so now than it used to be, I think. And, um, you know, I've taken on some big stretch assignments and really pushed the boundaries on some things. And so I guess taking some risks is a headline of what's helped me end up where I am today. Ooh, I love that. You're starting with a headline in mind, which is kind of what my role's all about too. So that's a good headline. Maybe we'll be using that for your podcast. Okay. Taking risks. Well, speaking of taking risks, they're obviously they're risky for a reason. You can either knock it out of the park or you could learn some valuable lessons um, that maybe didn't work so well. Anything stand out that was something you took a risk on and then you're like, oh, but I learned from that. Yeah, I mean, I fail all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the important thing is that you learn from it, to your point. And so I'll give one uh, massive failure that I had. I, um, I got promoted very quickly when I came into PepsiCo. Again, I had some really good experience beforehand of marketing consulting. And then when I started at PepsiCo, that's when the dot-coms were really starting to boom. And so a lot of people were leaving and going out west to, you know, get on to a startup in the dot-com. And so um, I got very lucky from a timing standpoint and uh, was promoted pretty quickly. And so I found myself just a few years out of business school, ending up running one of our biggest brands. And I just become senior director and working on Tostitos and Tostitos chips and dips. And we had an amazing year. Uh, I think our plan was to grow 5%. I think we grew 11%. And the head of ops came up to me and said, I can make your product quality significantly better and you can save uh, some money. And 
he said, if you take the window off the Tostitos bag and make it beautiful uh, product photography, that that'll save three million bucks a year and your shelf life will go up and the, the product will be fresher for consumers. And I was like, wow, that sounds really good. I went to the CFO and negotiated, can I take that savings and put it into marketing? And he said, yes, most of it. Um, and we had this strategy that, that we're trying to pull apart all the different Tostitos for different occasions. And so I thought putting a different product photography of the different occasions, along with our dips on the front of the bag made a lot of sense. And so I pushed it hard, we tested it, and um, immediately our sales went down about 5% when we did that. And it's because I wasn't close enough to the chopper. And so very simple, very simple insight, which is when mom is going to the shelf to buy tortilla chips, she wants to make sure that they're not broken when she dips them. And if you take the window off the bag, she can't see if they're broken. The competitor had the window on the bag and man, did we switch that uh, very quickly. <laughs> Our business went down, but that's a big business that went way down. Um, and, you know, some companies might fire people for making that decision. Um, at Pepsi, as long as we're learning from it and fix it, you know, that's the culture that we prefer to have. And so I made tons of mistakes like that, but again, each mistake makes you better. And my goodness, since then, have I realized how amazingly important it is to be consumer centric um, and really, really understand every single part of the shopping experience and from thinking about what you're going to buy to when you actually buy it to when you throw it away. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And I was thinking in my head, a big part of our conversations in the collaboration teams are also about the credibility of the CMO and the C-suite. And it sounds like you had a really good relationship, but like, how did you manage through that crisis with them? Well, it was pretty obvious that it was a mistake. So what I did is I went to them and said, hey, we figured out why that didn't work and we're, we're changing. And, you know, I thanked the, the guy who ran operations. Like, how awesome is that for someone who runs operations to come with ideas that he thinks can make your product better, right? And your brand better. Very rarely do, you know, the operations group come with those. Um, and so I, I thanked him and explained to him why it didn't work. Um, and then, you know, I apologized to our CFO for making a mistake. And I told him what I learned from it. And you know, he was great. He said these things happen. And so, you know, one of the things I found is key to being successful in your career is to develop authentic relationships with the people you work with and get to know them more than just colleagues, but as people, it makes decisions go faster. It enables more difficult conversations, um, develops trust. And it, it, to me, it makes my job more fun spending time with people who I know and, and respect and like. Mm -hmm. And so when you have those relationships, having the conversations of like, oh my goodness, this didn't work. It's so much easier, right? Right. And, you know, when I think about the second part of what you were talking about, which was the aha behind the mistake, which was you weren't close enough to the consumer. I mean, wow, you've radically changed a lot since then. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about this last week at Outlook with you about how recently you even brought 
all of media measurement in-house. And now you mm -hmm. have a very robust set of information to work with. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the moves that you made to be able to have that full visibility into the consumer? Sure. Uh, it's a combination of empathy and data. And what I talked about last week is we've been on this big journey at PepsiCo to make sure that our decisions are data informed and that we have a performance marketing mindset. And so we have brought in-house how we measure our media, which is a huge spend for us at PepsiCo, over a billion dollars, uh, and are getting much more nimble um, in how quickly we get the data and make decisions to, to change, to optimize the return on investment. And we have a wonderful now um, basis of first-party data. And so, you know, we've got over 30 million households that we can connect with basically whenever we want. And we spend a lot of time understanding them and learning them and what, what they like and what they don't like. But all of that without empathy, you can make some, some wrong decisions if you don't really have that gut developed of what people are going through and what's important in their lives. And you get some richness behind the data if you combine it with empathy and so we've also have a program what we call Human Eyes, where the entire marketing department spends time with their core uh, consumers, the people who love and buy their products, mm -hmm. and just get to know them as people and what's important and what's going on in their lives. It also helps us make sure that we're not tone deaf with our brands um, when things happen like a pandemic or all this racial injustice that's happening. Mm -hmm. So you got to do both. But consumer centricity is key. And... The best marketers, I think, are the ones that make sure that, you know, within their brand team or their marketing function, that consumer centricity is paramount, but can influence it beyond the marketing department as well and, and have the, the front line who's putting the bags or the bottles on the shelf um, be consumer centric and the people in our plants and the customer teams and if the entire organization is thinking about what's best for the entire consumer experience, that's when you've got something really special. And I don't know if any organization will ever be 100% there, but we're making some pretty good strides right now. Yeah, you sure are. I mean, both with your consumers, but also intra-PepsiCo, you spend a lot of time thinking about empathetic leadership, especially in the year that we just went through. How are you working with your colleagues right now to think about employee health? And then for those tuning in, I promise we'll get to the Super Bowl, but this is also equally important. Yeah. So as I said, we've been on this empathy journey with consumers and um, we realized that, gosh, we should probably do that with each other as well. And like I said, I've found it to be much more successful when you have those authentic relationships with people that you work with. And so one of the think that we did under this humanized platform um, is called open mic. Uh, and open mic means we'll have a Zoom for the department and we invite four or five people from the department to speak on what's going on in their lives. And we had one with Black employees. We've had some with Hispanic employees mom's working from home and just starting to build the empathy in the department for what it's like 
right now, being black in America, or it's like being black working in PepsiCo. Same thing Hispanic, same thing working mom. Mm -hmm. And the more and more we can understand each other, the better uh, that will be. We actually did one three weeks ago on mental health. And imagine the bravery of four uh, young employees who have mental health issues sharing that with the entire department. My goodness, Nadine, did it bring us together. And just the love that through the chat feature and the support that the department showed everyone who's brave enough to talk about what they're going through has just really brought us together as a department. And so it's just a simple little thing that we did that, um, again, made us know each other better and made us tighter. Mm. That is wonderful to hear. And, you know, I, I, I want to pause on this concept around mental health for a moment because we hosted a disability inclusion summit not too long ago. And it was eye-opening because 40% of employees actually have a disability. The majority of that not seen as a disability and mental yeah. health is a big one of those components. Uh, and I think people use the term mental health a lot because we're all kind of feeling exhausted and it's been a tough year. But when you're saying mental health, you mean like there is a diagnosed yes. mental health challenge that they're facing. Absolutely. So, you know, depression, anxiety mm -hmm. are skyrocketing right now. Um, exhaustion and the headline of what we learned is a lot of people are going through it right now. Um, mm -hmm. To your point, we didn't realize how many. Mm -hmm. uh, and we learned how important self-care is. And so, you know, I, I do that in my life right now. And after that humanized session, got an extra motivation to do it. But uh, Zoom all day, that's exhausting. So take breaks in the day. I walk the two dogs every day to, to get some fresh air and take a break. I'm exercising every day. If I don't exercise, uh, I don't feel great physically, but certainly mentally. Um, spend time doing what you love. Um, when it's warmer outside, golf gives me so much energy. So make sure I'm prioritizing the right amount of time to play golf. Spending time with the kids, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, I hope, but um, that gives me energy. And all of our jobs as marketers will be there. They're all 24-7. There's no shutting off. But if you don't take the time and energy to make sure that you're spending time on self-care and prioritize that, you're not going to be as good in marketing. And then you might end up burning out. Very, very wise words, and I could not agree with you more. Um, and so, yeah, I do, I do want to talk about your family, and I want to do that in, in just a moment before we bring Molly on. But yeah. let's take a moment to talk about Super Bowl, because as you're talking about all these changes and the differences that we've been going through in the last year, the Super Bowl is radically different. So how are you thinking about that this year? Yeah, you know, the two biggest things are one, the, the stands aren't full and all of the events leading up to the Super Bowl have basically been canceled. And we used to do a lot of those. And then how people are watching the Super Bowl. Uh, we did a little study. Over 93% of people are going to be watching it at home, which is more than ever, and in small groups. Um, and so, my goodness, did that lend wonderfully to our portfolio and our products. And so we're leaning in as much as we ever have on game day. We're doing a lot less 
in Tampa this year, uh, just because it's not safe to do that. But we've got, you know, the Pepsi halftime show again, and we've got a great new product called Mountain Dew Major Melon that we've got fun um, ad that's different than one we've done before. Um, I, I can actually tell you the idea. I think the media came out yesterday. So the first person who counts how many bottles are in the ad wins a million dollars. So I had to do tweet the number of bottles. Now there's there's more than two. So um, you're going to have to watch it a few times. I hope it'll be the most watched TV Super Bowl ad ever. But um, we're leaning on that for delay. We've launched, we're launching a few new products. We've got some ads in the pregame as well, like on Rockstar Energy. And so it's not that different on game day for us, quite frankly. We're going to continue to lean in and hope that people are enjoying what we're showing and enjoying our products while they're watching it. I do think, you know, we, we always struggle with, should we be serious this year versus fun um, and lighthearted? And, you know, our category is lighthearted. Our, our mission as a company is to help bring smiles to people's faces. And I, I don't think it would feel right to have a serious Super Bowl ad on Doritos or on Mountain Dew. And so we're going to stay light this year. And, you know, we did a study on that as well. And that's what people want to see, certainly from our brands. And, you know, people want a, a moment to escape during the Super Bowl as opposed to be hit with heavy stuff, I think. Yeah, you mentioned that a lot of things actually did change leading up to the Super Bowl, particularly in-person gatherings. Even if we go back to a, a world where we can all gather in large groups again, is there anything that you have learned through this process that, oh, wow, that actually could have some sticking power because it's actually a good idea? Sure. Uh, lots of things we've learned during this pandemic. Um, so uh, there's some tactical things like we certainly don't need as many people on an ad shoot as we used to send. You can do a lot of that virtually. Same with the office. Like I bet we're going to end up more of a hybrid model than going every day to the office. And so those are tactical. But then the way we work, we've been much more nimble. I'm communicating more now than I ever have with the team. And people like that. People like knowing what's going on. And so we'll, we'll continue to do that. The You know, our upfront purchase. Uh, we've asked for way more flexibility than we've had in the past. So we're probably going to continue to make sure that we have flexible plans that can change uh, depending on what happens in the world. Um, and then, you know, we're a little less siloed than we used to be as a business. And I'm really proud of how our executive committee worked in the pandemic and making big decisions. You know, we, we cut the marketing budget a decent amount right at the beginning uh, in order to increase the pay of our frontline employees who were, you know, out there in COVID stocking the shelves. And so, um, you know, quick decisions like that, making sure we're making holistic decisions that are best for the business. I see that staying as well. The last example is we were very flexible in within the marketing department on what businesses and teams before were on. We used to have set objectives at the beginning of the year and we tried not to change them. And we moved a whole bunch of people around as we took some money out of some brands and shifted it to e-commerce and shifted some of the investments to our frontline. 
we put people on project teams to how do we come out of this stronger than before and put more people where more of the money was going. And that was good. People like that. People like being nimble. And uh, so that'll stick to probably. So, okay. So, so many things have changed and so many things are still changing. But one interesting fact that I see here is that this will be the first time in 10 years you've spent Super Bowl at home with your family. Is that right? Yeah, I'm super excited about that. You know, it sounds uh, a little spoiled to say I'm excited not to go to the Super Bowl. but uh, And I love going to the Super Bowl. But it is a full week of work when I do go. And I'm looking forward to relaxing and watching the game with some good PepsiCo products and, and enjoying the ads and in real time. Yeah, you get to be a, a spectator in your own home with your family, and you've spent quite a bit of time with your family, um, not just in the last year, but in several years. You've had a lot going on personally, and you've been open about how it's impacted you. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, your situation? Sure. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, happy to. Uh, my wife, uh, unfortunately, passed away uh, about four years ago. And she had uh, a bout with brain cancer. And uh, that was obviously very difficult on um, the family, myself, everyone. Uh, it was right right before I became CMO, she passed away. Um, and it, it was a life-changing event, obviously. Uh, and um, she gave me three really good pieces of advice right before she passed that I hold dear. Uh, number one is there's nothing more important than family and friends in this world. Number two is your health is critical. And if you lose your health, then your life is so much less meaningful. And number three is spend time doing what you love. Um, and so I live my life by that advice and uh, my kids do as well. Um, and uh, going through that life-changing event really helped me figure out what's important in life and prioritize my, my family and my health um, much more than I had before that. And so going into COVID, I actually had some pretty good practices and, um, you know, was already very, very close with my family. Now, what's changed is um, I met a wonderful woman a couple of years ago. Her name's Beth. We got engaged and she's got two great kids and they just moved into our house. We just bought a new house in Connecticut. And so we're in a brand new house with three teenagers, one 20 year old, two big dogs, a cat and a bearded dragon. And so lots of fun, lots of craziness in our house and um, just um, living the dream right now every day. That is awesome. And I think I heard a rumor that Molly, your daughter, may have had something to do with you meeting Beth. Is that right? That's right. So Molly and Max are both in 11th grade right now. Um, and a couple of years ago, um, and they're good friends in school, uh, Molly set me up with Max's mom, or Max and Molly set us both up. Um, and, um, you know, sparks flew, and um, yeah, we're together. Amazing. Well, let's bring on the fabulous Molly right now to ask her some questions. Yes, matchmaker with the instincts of an incredibly intelligent woman. Um, so Molly, hi, and welcome to CMO Moves. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. I'm delighted to have you with us. This is a first for me. I've never interviewed someone's daughter on the show, but I think this is a really good idea. Um, so thanks for doing this. Glad to be here. Absolutely. If it's a good idea or not. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. So Molly, I have some questions for you. Um, but just to remind everybody, you're a junior in high school. So what is your favorite topic these days? Your favorite subject in school? Well, my favorite subject always used to be either math or science. And then this year I started taking economics and I absolutely love it. Um, I think it's so interesting how I'm learning about how our economy works and how I can just relate it to the real world. And there's still some math in it. So I still get that part of it, but I just, I find it so fascinating and I love learning about it. So that's definitely my favorite. I am totally impressed that as a junior in high school, you're loving that particular world challenging topic, which is amazing. And so I'm very excited. I know your dad could maybe offer some advice later on because I think he thinks about these global issues quite a bit. So I can't wait to see how the two of you pair up. But speaking of your dad and some of the things that you have actually learned about from your dad, especially now that you guys are stuck at home all the time, how's it been? What, what's it like living with dad through these times? It honestly is surprisingly better than I had anticipated it to be. <laughs> um, I don't think many teenagers would have liked having their dad with them 24-7 growing up like, as a junior in high school, but I, I love it. Um, growing up, my mom was the one who was always at home with my brother and I, my brother and me. And I, and once she got sick, um, my dad was around us more. And we, that's kind of when our relationship started blossoming and we started getting much closer. And then COVID is just, let's put that on steroids. Like we get to hang out with each other all the time now and it's the best. And we go on, long walks with the docks during lunch break and we eat dinner at 7 30 tonight like every single night and it's just it's awesome having him at home and I never thought I would say that but it's it's true wow wow well you, you're clearly his bff because you're invited to be on his podcast so I think that's amazing I, I um, favorite child I was picked well that that will uh that'll be an interesting dinner topic tonight um but actually what is some of the cool things that you've learned from your dad like what's some good advice he's given you well um he kind of talked about it before but he is a big reinforcer of those three big pieces of advice that my mom had given to him before she unfortunately passed but something that he says every single Thanksgiving is that one, thankful for friends, two, thankful for health. And then the big thing that has really stuck with me is doing what you love and sticking with it. And I feel like he absolutely loves his job. He talks about the benefits of it all the time. Um, and it's just, it's made me think more about what I love to do and try to find what makes me happy in life and what is meaningful to me. And I just think that's really important going forward in my life and growing up into to be an adult. So, yeah, well, you are certainly well on your way. And um, I always ask my guests a question 
really right in line with what you were just talking about as I end my show. So I'm going to ask your dad this question, but I'm going to ask you the same question first. And that is, if money and talent were of no object, meaning you have all the money and talent in the world and anything you could imagine, what would you do? That's a good question. Um, I think I would be a teacher. Um, more specifically, probably a first grade teacher or even kindergarten. Uh, I love kids and I think it'd be super fun to hang out with them all day and just see them grow and teach them these new things that they're going to need for life. And I just think that would be super fun to be a part of that whole process. So that's amazing. Are you going to teach them economics? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in simple terms. Well, maybe you could teach me economics. So, <laughs> Well, that is interesting. And actually, teacher is the number one answer on CMO moves for all the CMOs I ask. Um, and Greg, how about you? Yeah, teacher would be my number two choice. Um, I do think I'll end up doing that after I hang up this marketing gig. But uh, I, I've got to say golf pro as, as number one. I think... Uh, you know, a golf pro could be someone who teaches golf or actually competes uh, in tournaments. I used to be a tennis pro for a living. That was my job every summer in college. And um, I loved it. I loved teaching. But I, I think a professional golfer competing on the senior tour, if I had that talent, I think that'd be so much fun. Um, and so I get, that's what I'm going with. That's amazing. Well, you'll have to teach me golf too, because I don't know how to play golf to save my life. Um, but it is, uh, I, I hear a very enjoyable sport. And I think, Molly, I'm going to be keeping my eye on your career over time. I think you've got a very bright future ahead of you, young lady. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, and then, Greg, thank you so much. And Molly, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Nadine, thanks for letting us do this. I really appreciate it. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah, likewise. And this was absolutely my pleasure and my honor. So thanks for suggesting it. It was a great idea. And it's lovely to meet you, Molly. Nice to meet you too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.